Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, then knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Welcome to episode 62. How are you all feeling? So happy to be here with you. Right now I'm recording this in the almost total dark. It's really early morning here and it's been raining all night and it's going to rain all day. So I think it's going to be dark all day, but I really like it. It feels all cozy. I've got my coffee with a very sweet oat milk creamer right next to me. I just had an English muffin with butter and jam. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. I want to thank you all for attending this weekend's Higher Self live show on Saturday on Zoom. It was really special, really sweet. The topic was higher selfing your romantic relationships. And it was really great to answer your questions face to face. For all the Angels and Miracles subscribers on our Patreon who weren't able to attend the Zoom on Saturday, I did post a video recording on our Patreon page for you, so be sure to check that out. I will also be posting the audio recording of the live Zoom as a bonus episode for all patrons as well this Friday. Next month's topic for our live Zoom will be higher selfing your creativity. This subject is near and dear to my heart because I know the challenges we all face being brave enough to express our creativity and navigating what that looks like both, you know, on a personal level and pursuing it professionally. So be sure to sign up as an angel or miracle on our Patreon if you want to join that event next month. Okay. You know, me and Kara consider ourselves to be pretty nice people, right? But lately, we have been totally out-niced by our neighbors, y'all. Since we moved into this house upstate, which was this summer, our neighbors across the street have given us three gifts already. The first one was around 4th of July. Second one was around my birthday. The third one was after we got our puppy, Rio. They brought over this, like bag with a card and toy and treats for him and then the other night we were like about to make dinner we were thinking about what we were going to eat for dinner and we get a knock on our door and it's our neighbor from across the street 
with a container of veggie chili that him and his partner just made. And they were like, oh, we just wanted to bring this over for you. (laughs) And it was like so delicious and yummy. It was just so sweet. And, you know, they've really been inspiring to me because, you know, it reminds me that sometimes just a little gesture, a little gift can have so much meaning. I don't think we always realize how much doing nice things for people can have such a huge impact and make someone feel like they matter. You know, even if it's just giving a flower or giving a compliment or a text that says thinking about you. We are actually so much more powerful than we realize. Our love is so powerful. And sometimes we get so caught up in our lives, you know, get so caught up in our issues and things that we're working on in our journey that we forget to like look around us and empower ourselves by putting love out there, you know? And the truth is you get what you give because if you are in the consciousness and awareness of love, if you're in that space and inspired to give to someone, that means you're giving that love to yourself as well because you're in that awareness, you're in the consciousness of your higher self. That act took you there as well, right? It's not so much about what you give. It's about the consciousness with which you're doing it. And when you make it a goal to show love to other people, no matter who they are, you're automatically putting yourself in the perspective of your higher self and that helps you see yourself through that lens too, right? So yeah, maybe why don't we make it a goal this week to give someone a present just because. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Like I said, it could be a flower. It could be a letter. And you could give it to a friend or a family member or a stranger. I'm going to think about who I want to give something to, too. I'm already giving presents, obviously, to our neighbors because we really need to do that. So that one doesn't count. I'm going to think of someone else to surprise with a gift this week. And let's do it together, right? It'll be really sweet. All right, everyone. Let's get to the questions. I'm really excited for them. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I live in a new city and I've been very active on dating apps. I've dated and slept around more than usual this year. On the plus side, I feel like I'm becoming more comfortable in my sexuality, going on fun dates in new places, learning how to communicate better, and even made some platonic friends from these apps. Overall, I'm mostly having fun with it. However, in the past month, I had one dating experience in which a guy I went on one friendly date with sent me some unsolicited sex messages that left me feeling uncomfortable, objectified, and a little unsafe. I also got tested for STDs recently and found out I tested positive for one. Luckily, it's not serious and it's curable with a course of antibiotics, but I feel irresponsible for not taking more precautions by asking partners if they've been tested or getting tested more often myself. I'm ashamed that I could have spread this to other people. I did the responsible thing and shared my results with sexual partners I had in the recent months and currently feel very vulnerable and embarrassed even though they were both very nice about it. These experiences have made me feel that dating around with strangers like this may be a risk to my health and safety. I don't know if those are slut-shaming LHBs coming to the surface or if I really am doing something wrong by being on these dating apps. These experiences also have made me realize that I long for a more serious partnership with somebody. When it comes to serious relationships, mine have mostly been short-lived and or with people who haven't been very good for me. 
I got my heart broken at the beginning of the year when someone I loved broke up with me over text and ghosted me. Everything about casual dating felt nice because it meant learning how to not get attached to one person. It also might just be a way to protect myself from getting hurt. I think in divine time, I will find someone who is right for me, but I also love physical affection and wouldn't mind casual flings along the way. Sometimes I wonder if I'm not allowed to have both. But do I have to be completely alone until that person comes along? I want to take a little break from dating until I feel ready to approach it in a way that makes me feel comfortable and like I am prioritizing my values. I know I need to ask myself what I truly want, but I don't know how to find that answer. Any advice would be appreciated. I love you and all this community and look forward to listening every Wednesday on my commute to work. Y'all have helped a bunch. Thank you so much for taking the time to read my message. Hi, hun. You're absolutely right. We live in a very patriarchal, slut-shaming culture, and that makes it really easy to internalize our sexual desires as something wrong or bad or irresponsible. So yes, those LHBs are definitely at play. And for anybody who's listening, LHB stands for Learned Hierarchical Beliefs. It's a term that I've coined For the conditioning that we've all grown up with, the hierarchical conditioning that says that some people are better than others for various reasons such as gender or looks or money or race, etc. So yes, of course, your LHBs are at play. They always are. You should not feel ashamed of getting an STD. It happens and it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's not shameful to have an STD, I mean, at all. Now that you've had that experience, you're recalibrating your boundaries and emotional and physical safety. And that is just part of your growth process. This is where you are in your journey and that's good. You've done nothing wrong. So what are your boundaries around casual hookups? Just because they're casual does not mean you don't need boundaries. In fact, I think casual is kind of not the best word for it because these experiences aren't without meaning. They are your sexual experiences and no matter if you never see that person again, it's an expression of your sexuality and it's valuable and it's sacred and it's beautiful because you are. I think we have a bias around sex like it can't be sacred unless it's with the same person or in a monogamous relationship and I think that comes from a very heteronormative bias. But your intimacy with your body and sexual expression is a gift, no matter with whom you share it. So what boundaries will help you feel more free and joyous when you do decide to share your gift with others? I def think asking about STDs before a sexual encounter is something that we all need to be doing, because why not? If someone isn't cool with that question, that is a really great way to weed out the folks who aren't on the same page as you. I also want to talk about this idea that just because you're having multiple or casual hookups, that that can prevent you from getting hurt. I think it's a myth that multiple hookups prevent hurt. People do get hurt all of the time in these situations. People get ghosted. People feel rejected. People have dehumanizing experiences. People have negative experiences on the apps all the time even without even going on a date. And the convenience of the dating apps just kind of helps people move on to another person and make it easy to think those experiences aren't having an effect on you. But of course they are. 
the truth is there is no one way to avoid hurt or pain because life throws that stuff at us. What you can do is work on your inner journey and use your higher self as a guide to navigate all your relationships, whether long-term or not. Your higher self knows you are enough just for being you. No other person can validate that. It has to come from within you. You have to allow yourself to surrender to the truth of who you are. You are whole, you are divine, and you always have been. I know you said it's hard for you to make a decision if you should keep hooking up casually with people while waiting to meet the right person for a long-term commitment, and that's okay. It's okay to not know exactly what will be best for you right now, but the way to find that out is to spend some time with your higher self. Prioritize that relationship first. Every day, your goal should be to remind yourself how worthy you are just for being you. And from that awareness, that state of consciousness, you will make choices that reflect your worth. So I would think deeply about why you are hooking up with other people or why you're going on a date or why you're getting on the app. Is it to feel better about yourself because you unconsciously feel not enough? Or is it to have experiences that bring you joy? Meditate on that. You have the answer within you, sweetheart. So trust yourself. You know what is best for you already. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I hope you and everyone listening is having a wonderful day so far. I love you and the podcast so much. Thank you for all you do. I'm writing in because I have a close relationship, if you can even call it that, with a family member of mine that is very one-sided. I'm often providing emotional support, usually in a time of crisis, to this family member, and I typically don't receive the same support back. Usually, I can't even get a text back from this person, but when this person has an issue, they're sending multiple texts at a time, replying right away, etc., This family member has clearly shown that they aren't capable of providing emotional support, which I understand, but I am just so drained. I'm tired of trying to clean up the destructive messes they make. I just feel used. I've brought this up before, but they can barely handle hearing it without having a breakdown. I've also tried to set boundaries by not replying to their texts right away. Then they just send more. But I feel at a loss because this person is also my family and I can't just cut them off. My other family members expect me and my sister to care for this family member as well. I would love some advice on this. Sending so much love. Hi, sweetie. I get it. It's so hard to make boundaries with family members because most of the time, the way we think about family relationships, it's like boundaries shouldn't really be there. So much of the time we think because they're family, you know, we can say and do whatever we want because, you know, they'll always be around, right? That's why when you were in high school, you might have told your little brother that you hated him or told your older sister that she was ugly or said some really mean things that you would never say to anyone else but your family, right? Because there's this kind of unspoken understanding, hey, family sticks together no matter what. But what happens is when we become adults and we have our own lives, those same dynamics are still there even though they don't reflect the emotional maturity that we actually need as adults. Having healthy boundaries with family actually enables you to keep the relationship sustainable. It helps you accept that family member for who they are when you accept who you are and what your needs are too. 
This family member obviously doesn't know what boundaries you actually need because just ignoring their texts for longer isn't actually making a boundary, right? And when you did try to talk to them and they had a meltdown, that should have been even further indication that the boundary is needed. As counterintuitive as it may seem, setting boundaries is actually caring for a person because you letting them rant and always being available is like telling them, yes, this behavior is okay. It's okay for you and it's okay for me, but it's not. It's hurting you. It's overwhelming you. It's causing you stress. So I would approach setting the boundary by telling this family member what your needs are. Make it about what you need. Tell them it's making you anxious. Tell them it's making you stressed out. When you make it about what your needs are and not about how they should be different, it's a lot easier for them to hear it because it's not invalidating how they process emotions or invalidating their choices, it's making your choices and your emotions valid too. The way they can support you is by hearing your feelings and respecting the space you need to take care of yourself. Even if it looks like, hey, you know, these certain days of the week, I'm just not available because I'm having self-care days. Or hey, I can't be on my phone for a certain amount of time during the day because I'm trying to you know, stay present or, you know, all of the things that you can make it about yourself. And that's also really inspiring to the people that hear it. You shouldn't feel guilty for doing what you need to do to take care of yourself ever. You might be the one who will change the dynamics in your family and actually make it okay for an individual to be themselves and not just the role of what a sister should look like or a dad should look like or whatever it is, you might actually help to heal this dynamic of your family. So take a deep breath and explain what your needs are and take the space you need. I promise you it's going to be okay. It's going to be better than okay and you deserve it. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um, so I have basically been in love with this person and with this friend of mine for a while now. And I feel like it's not something that I would ever see moving forward in terms of like a relationship or anything like that. Um, there wasn't like moments and there still continues to be moments where I think that this person reciprocates feelings, but I just feel like it's not, the feelings aren't, like, the feelings that I get are not strong enough. 
Um, and they're also just assumptions. And I know my higher self is telling me that, you know, it's just me projecting things onto the person, projecting what I want and things like that. And that real love shouldn't be confusing. Um, but I just feel like it's been so long and I really want to move forward, but I just feel really stuck in the situation. I feel like I really miss her when like, you know, we don't talk or like see each other and stuff like that. And like, it almost makes me sad to move forward because I feel like I'm letting go the potential of something. And again, I know my higher self is telling me that I feel like the potential of something is non-existent. Like it's not real. It's just my imagination, right? But I guess I'm also still holding on to the reality of like this like really special bond that I have with this person. And I don't know. I also just feel like I can't be friends with her without like you know having these feelings come up because it's been like a year and I feel like I've tried throughout this time to like just be friends and like my feelings always end up arising and so any input or guidance you have on how I can move forward would be great I really appreciate you and everything you have to say and offer to the world and yeah Thank you so much, Bunny, for everything you are and everything you do. Thank you. Hi, hun. You are in a grieving process, not just of what you had hoped could be a potential romance, but also of your friendship. So it makes sense that this is hard for you and that you miss her. Having those feelings doesn't mean there is something wrong. You're still in the process of letting go, and it's going to take some time. You seem to have a really strong connection to your higher self and I think it was really brave of you to accept that staying friends wasn't good for you. Sometimes in our process of growth, we are in this place where we know what our higher self is telling us, but we're just not there yet internally and that's okay. Your higher self is also fully accepting for where you are in your stage of growth fully accepting of your sadness, fully accepting of your confusion or frustration. The fact that you have the awareness that you want to let go and part of you is still holding on is enough at the moment. Healing is a very organic process. It happens naturally when you give it the space and nurturing that it needs. Sometimes we get in the way of our own healing because we lose patience or we try to distract ourselves or we're in denial. But just like a wound on your skin doesn't look pretty when it's healing, neither do our feelings. It's not a pretty process. What you do have control over is providing the nurturing you need to help yourself take it one step at a time. You have already done the hardest part. You have taken the space and boundaries you need from this person and that is amazing. What else can you do for yourself? What are some mantras or affirmations you can repeat to yourself when you're feeling sad? Like, this feeling will pass, or there is no such thing as rejection, only the universe guiding me to something different, or I am worthy of a partner that can give me what I need, or we just aren't compatible and that is okay. Saying those things isn't denying your feelings. 
It's bringing in the loving guidance of your higher self to the forefront. It's using that wisdom to empower your process. Love is your power. And just because you have love for this person doesn't mean you need them. Just because you care about them doesn't mean you can't care for yourself wholeheartedly. You are already very much in tune with your higher self and this experience will only help empower you further. But healing really is one step, one thought at a time. You can't rush it. So give yourself all the nourishment you need. You're going to be all right, sweetheart. Hi, Bunny. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for your podcast. Um, I've called in before and the advice you've given has really connected me a lot with my higher self. And also just listening every week grounds me in my higher self as well. Um, I just wanted to kind of ask your advice. I have kind of been relationship hopping for a while. Um, I've been in and out of relationships since I was 18, and I'm now turning 23 soon. Um, I've kind of had, over the last six months, I haven't been in a relationship, but I've um, kind of wanted to be flirting with someone or, like, seeing myself with the prospect of something and I think it's just been distracting me from like working on myself and I know I need to really prioritize myself but I find it hard um, because I do crave to be known and loved in a romantic way um, and I guess like part of me is worried that I won't find that ever again um, but I know I just need to prioritize myself right now. Um, and I've also just been, I guess, like on a side note, um, working through a lot of processing my emotions because I have been spending a lot more time with myself. Um, and I'm kind of dealing with a lot of grief and connection with my dad dying three years ago. Um, and I recently had that anniversary of his death come up and I, I, I just realized there's a lot of things that I haven't let myself feel um, and it's been hard to do that alone in some ways um, I just moved here six months ago I went through a breakup six months ago and I kind of um, have been feeling alone in some ways I have great friends but I, I also haven't formed the most emotional of relationships and attachments to people around me yet and I have been kind of struggling with opening up about that so I guess just like overall um, I'm kind of asking advice on like how to be alone, how to embrace being alone, how to like open myself up to being emotional with those around me, even though I'm not in a romantic relationship with someone, just like looking at my friendships um, and kind of allowing them to be there for me and allowing myself to be there for me. And then also like giving myself grace when I process these feelings. I've just been feeling really overwhelmed and I feel like I don't really know what to do. Um, and I've never really been single for this long. And it's, it's, and it's enjoyable to some extent, but it's also just unnerving. Um, and I feel alone a lot of the time. Um, so I just appreciate your advice um, and any sentiment you would have or words that you would have to connect me with my higher self in this journey. Um, thank you. I'm sending love to everyone. Oh, sweetheart, I'm sorry that this time alone has been hard for you, and I'm sorry that you felt isolated in your feelings and in your grief. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you don't know how to open up to people outside of a romantic relationship. 
Our culture puts so much emphasis on romantic relationships as if they are more important than our platonic relationships, but they aren't. Our friendships are just as important. That's why even when you do have a partner, it's important that you know that your partner isn't the only person you should have as a support system or are vulnerable with. It's been six months since your breakup and the time has come for you to get out of your comfort zone and learn how to lean on your friends. You've been doing an amazing job at being alone and going inward and really becoming more aware of, you know, why you're having certain feelings, why you feel like, you know, you might be distracted by wanting a new relationship. All of that stuff is just your awareness growing. Your friends, trust me, want to be there for you the way that you need them. Being vulnerable with someone is an act of love. It's saying, hey, I trust you with my deepest feelings. It really is a beautiful gift because it also creates an opening for you to be there for them as well when they need it. And that's how intimacy grows in a friendship and it's really beautiful. You really are doing an amazing job at focusing on yourself and it's okay that you miss being in a relationship right now. It's okay to miss that or to want that. But trust that will definitely come when the time is right. You don't want to enter a new relationship without learning these lessons about yourself, about how important your platonic friendships are, about how to care for yourself the way that you really need it. Whenever you do enter a new relationship, you want to go in with a balanced perspective and friends to lean on when you need them. And you want to stay available to them as well. That will only empower you in whatever your choices are for your future. It will only empower you to enjoy your present moment. I am someone who used to only share my vulnerabilities with my romantic partners. And that was great, you know, when things were going good in my romantic relationships. But what always happened was that when they were over or when I was struggling in my relationship, I didn't have the support that I needed. Now I know how important it is to call my friend crying when I need to, when I'm having a shitty day, when something bad happens, when I'm struggling with something, to pick up that phone and and call. And it was really hard for me to do that at first. It was like I felt embarrassed or something, but it was exactly what I needed. There are times in our life when things are just going to be hard. Life is up and down, and sometimes we experience suffering more powerfully than others. Some days are harder than others too, like the anniversary of the death of our loved ones. But it's beautiful how you are getting in touch with that part of yourself. You know, all of that is a sign that you're really, really growing and evolving and awakening. Cultivating your relationship with your higher self not only when things are hard, but also when they're good, is what will always keep you grounded. You have so much love within you. Don't be afraid to show it in new ways. Don't be ashamed of your tenderness. It's really beautiful. And now it's time for a listener response from episode 61. Hi, Bunny. I just found out about your podcast yesterday and I'm utterly obsessed. I was so happy to see that there's a brand new episode today after binging so many already. 
I wanted to respond to the person who called in saying her PMS was affecting her relationship. You had such a brilliant response, but I would love to add to it. I may be wildly incorrect, so if so, please forgive me, but to me, it sounds like she may be neglecting her needs a little bit as an attempt to be less judgmental and overall seemingly happier. But I'm here to say that she can express when something is mildly irritating or bothering her when it happens so that it does not fester later into an actual fight or argument. I think I was maybe drawn to write this because this is something I'm struggling with myself, and that is... We don't have to wait until something is a big deal to bring it up. This may lessen the feelings of resentment from past behaviors and circumstances since she'd have already let it go, and it may help her feel more calm and at ease about new situations that may arise during PMS since she wouldn't have these other things in the back of her mind. This could also be an important lesson in expressing our needs in a calm conversation rather than in an argument. Being irritated by or disliking someone's behavior does not mean you have to approach the situation guns blazing. If possible, consider taking a step back from whatever is upsetting you in the moment and think about how your partner is loving you the best way they know how. It's okay to tell them how they can do better and trust that they will be receptive to it. You deserve to have your needs fulfilled. It doesn't make you judgmental on someone's character or behaviors. It enforces your journey to self-love. Oh, thank you for sending that in. That is such a good point, you know. A lot of times, like, that stuff is festering within us when we haven't been talking about it. And then when we have the PMS, it's like we can't hold it in anymore. And that's like our moment to like let it out and it kind of explodes. And it's such a good point to remind ourselves that our needs are valid. And if we are having a struggle with something, that we have every right to voice it when it's happening. We don't have to keep that stuff in all of the time. And that way, you know, when you do talk about it, it will be when you're feeling calm (laughs) and less irritated and it hasn't been bottling up in resentment. So that was a really, really great point. Thank you so much for sending that in. So sweet of you. All right, y'all, that wraps up this episode. Remember to make sure to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash exohiresself especially if you're sending in questions because we post a bonus episode every other Friday and there's already many bonus episodes out there. And also it just helps us keep this podcast sustainable. Honestly, we really could not do it without the patrons. Um, This podcast takes a lot of hours in the week to create and the Patreon is making it possible. So thank you so much for all of you who are already on there. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, This weekend is Halloween. Exciting. So I'm wishing you a very happy Halloween, a very safe Halloween, however you celebrate it, whatever rituals you do, whatever candy or scary movie you sit at home watching. I know I've already like watched um, some of my faves, like The Craft I watched the other night. I watched Practical Magic. I mean, these are really, okay, Don't take me too seriously because these are really cheesy movies, but I love watching those movies around this time of the year and I'm saving Hocus Pocus um, for Halloween night. Okay, I know, I'm a big dork. All right, everyone, have an amazing week. Remember, your higher self is 
always there for you, always wanting to show you love and compassion every step of the way. So surrender to that, okay? Sometimes it's just about surrendering to the love that you already have within you. Stay safe. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I will see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.